Hi, I'm Nick from the St. Paul Filmcast. The Minneapolis St. Paul Film Society is announcing the complete lineup and special guests for the 7th annual Cine Latino Film Festival. It's being held November 1st through the 7th at the St. Anthony Main Theater. Cine Latino features a tapestry of award-winning narrative and documentary films from across the globe and from some of the world's most acclaimed and upcoming Spanish and Portuguese language filmmakers. On opening night of Cine Latino on November 1st, it will showcase films from Spain, Colombia, and Mexico with a special guest of Mexican director Ruth Zox Banani. Closing night will feature on November, on November 7th, Children of Maria from director Wagner Mora, who is yet to be able to show his film in his native country of Brazil. The Minneapolis Film Society says check out their website, mspfilm.org, to get tickets and to see the full schedule. Order your tickets today and hope to see you at the Cena Latino Film Festival. All right, all right, Terry's ready. So, Terry, we can do dedication. So, you, you have one in mind. So, what would you like to dedicate this episode? As yes, to? yes, yes. I'd like to dedicate this episode to uh, promoting awareness in the Twin Cities about the local arts community. Nice. I think I think that's yeah. about it. All right, that's good. Yeah, that's. Terry, uh, we're back on the St. Paul Filmcast. Um, Terry's here to promote Scream It Off Screen. If, if our listeners worldwide and are not familiar with Scream It Off Screen, um, if you want to tell everybody just uh, the basics of what's it about and what uh, what they can entail if they come to see and participate with Scream It Off Screen. Sure. So it's a lo- it's a it's a short film competition uh, that's done here in Minneapolis. And what we do is we take the first 15 filmmakers um, who submit, who show up at this restaurant a couple days before the actual event, and then we play them in the order that they're received. We don't pre-screen any of them. And then kind of the catch is, at the three-minute mark of every film, the audience has the opportunity to scream it off screen by yelling gong. If they don't like it, if they're unimpressed, you know, Um, and then at the end of the night, crowd applause determines the winner. So, and I like that. I like that. This is the only filter is just submit it. Yeah, yeah. It has to be some kind of a horror content. I think is that the other requirement? No, doesn't have to. It's anything, anything, any any genre, anything you want. Okay, it can be just yeah. It can it could be you sitting in front of um, your computer, you know, for fifteen minutes. So the only filter is just show up and submit and see how things people react to it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Um, And then how could if somebody's interested in submitting, how would they be if they can't? You know, they're not local or anything. Would you accept anything outside of local? Well. Yeah, we can do that. Um, our, our rule now is somebody has to show up to submit the film on a flash drive. Okay. So if you had someone here that could represent you, we would. Okay. And it'd be nice if you could be there for uh, the actual 
showing of your film, but if you couldn't, that's fine. You just can't win. Yeah. Like one time, um, we had a winner and then they weren't there. So then we had the runner up. Who was there? And then they weren't there. <laughs> and then and then we had and then and then we had the 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 second runner up it would be and they weren't there. <laughs> so then I just said, "Okay, uh, VIP section, who wins?" cuz we had a VIP section that time. That's nice. I so I so I just asked them who wins and they decided so that was kind of a that was kind of a fun thing, but yeah. So they don't have to they don't have to necessarily be there, but they can't win. They if can't they're win. You got to be in person. You no, they can't get the yeah. big cash prize. So um, no. this is um, you're not working by yourself. Who is working with you to run the screen it off screen? Oh, Natalie. Okay, yeah. Was it both you guys' idea? Or yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah you guys just yeah. bounce it off each other. Like, let's do this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how do you guys know each other? How do you guys know each other? Just. Oh yeah, we're just we're just together in a partnership. Okay, that's how we know each other. Okay, and then eventually just like one party, like, hey, let's just do this, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and it's uh, where do you guys usually show it? Uh, we only show it at the Parkway Theater so okay. far. That's okay. what we've done. So we have we also have a partnership with them. I park the park the theater. So we have a partnership, and then we have a partnership with the Parkway Theater. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is nice enough that you actually cross the river to come over and over to St. Paul to talk about it. But um, and this is like your first year doing it. Yes, we started in January. Okay, so that was the first one. That was yeah, that was the first one. Okay, and then it's primarily just short films. Yeah, yeah. Is that like a, a need requirement? It can't be like a full feature. Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't say that well, in uh, the description. Okay, but um, yeah, so. It can be anything as long as it's 15 minutes or less. Okay. So that's the that's the restriction. And right now we don't have a minimum requirement. Um, that might change, but right now there's no minimum requirement of the nice. film, like length. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, for audience participation to come pay a ticket, come and see it. And then they're a judge as well. You know, oh, I yeah. don't like this. I don't like this. So, And then they get to um, participate and actually decide who is the winner. And it looks like you get some monetary reward if your show works well, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been, yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been interesting. Everyone has been very different. <laughs> um, yeah. So when's the next one? That's the other question I was going to ask you. Because you're going to die, you guys are going to probably want to do this um, you talk about in prep like once a month. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like the first week of every month, something like that. So the next one after this one coming up on November 1st is December 7th. Okay. No, right. wait. I got to look at my phone what the first, what the thing is. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's got their calendars on their phones. I think it's December... Sixth. Okay. December sixth. So Friday, December sixth. It's a one day event too, like once a month, but it's only like one day, right? Yes, it's just one day. It's just in the evening. So it's not like a film festival where okay, you have like certain amount of days. It's just a one day at nighttime that you're gonna capture like once a month. So if you get there, get there. If you miss it, then oh no. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One time deal every month. Yeah, it's just at night. It usually goes about two hours. Um, on your, do you have a guys have a website where people can find the schedule, like a listing of movies, or kind of a surprise when you get there? 
It's just a surprise. Okay. We don't have. I mean, we have a we have one of those uh, Wix sites uh, that hasn't done too well for us. Yeah. Um, it's kind of pathetic. But I think it's kind of nice that it's a little bit of a surprise. If going in, you don't know what to expect to see. This. Oh well, yeah, in the yeah. film, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather yeah. than looking up the schedule and then like, oh, this I don't know. I think it's nice that you're coming with a blank slate. Like I don't know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it will be. As far as the schedule thing, I was still hung up on that. Um, well, I was. Just it's saying, gonna. Yeah, I, that's my fault. I was just kind of like, do you guys have a schedule? You just kind of. So yeah, but it's gonna be just so we get this now. It's gonna be the first Friday of every month at the Parkway Theater. Okay. Starting in January. Okay. So that's that's, that's nice. easy to remember, right? Yeah. First yeah. Friday every month. Month starting in January. I love that. Twenty twenty. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is. It is like a new. To answer your your other question, it is like a a new thing every time. Okay. Right, because there's there's new films. Yeah. New filmmakers. Some of the same filmmakers submit different things. So. If you submit one film, can you do it again, or that's one and you're done? Like like say, in like, a future event or in the same event? Could you resubmit the same movie again? Or okay. Yeah. So so we do offer that if. If um, they rework it, okay. you know, like if they rework the film, they can resubmit it. Yeah. And that's only if it got gonged. So okay. if it didn't get gonged and they didn't win, then I guess they couldn't resubmit it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's kind of the idea. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and only one person so far has taken advantage of that rule. Okay. So it's- and has reworked something. So that's nice for our listeners to know that when you go, you might get to see something that's never been shown again. Yeah. And even if it did get shown again, it might be re-edited to something that's a little bit little bit different than before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Have you been, um, when you screen them, have you a little bit surprised sometimes? you like sometimes, oh, I don't know how this is going to be received, and the audience surprise you that they actually like it? Have you noticed that at, at sometimes? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've been surprised, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been surprised a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So, and then you, the only filter is just come and submit it. So, do you actually guys sit down and watch it before you see them, or you just collect them and sh- the first time you see it is in the screen it off screen? Yeah, we don't we don't pre-screen anything. Really? So we see it. Yeah, everyone sees it there for the first time. Okay. Right. So yeah, no no uh, no deciding what plays and what doesn't. You know. And uh, what I gather with Nelly is, in, and you said it before too, is just the order that we receive it. So the first come, first yeah. serve. Yeah, first come, time. first serve. Yeah. The last couple times, there's been uh, like over 15 filmmakers there wow. right away yeah. when we get to a Turtle Bread restaurant. Um, so it filled up right away. Wow. So it was kind of, yeah. So if you want to submit, you got to get there really early. That's nice. That, and then nice that you accept all kinds of. Films, oh yeah, even if it's experimental, like avant-garde kind of a film. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it doesn't have to be like a narrative or a documentary. If it's just something that's caught on camera, and you want to show it to people. That's pretty like I like that kind of requirement. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's your own original work, you know. As long as you filmed it or you were there while it was being shot. Yeah. Like I don't like the idea of taking um, something that someone else did and then just putting it together. No, right. Some um, of it's like sampling. Of yeah, it. I don't. I yeah, we're not going to do the sampling thing for now. Yeah. Um. But yeah. 
So this is the first guys. This is the first year doing it. Um, yeah. What some things you learned about as you guys have been? This is your first year. What some new things you learned about doing this with the whole process? Hmm. There's definitely things I've learned. I guess it's not really things I've even thought about in terms of what kind of films people will watch the whole way through. Yeah. I've learned that they usually don't like abstract things okay. and experimental things like you were talking about. Um, usually those things will get gonged or there will be, um, you know, some controversy around those. Yeah. Like no one's going to stay quiet probably through the, throughout those. Okay. Um, usually uh, if there's a narrative and, you know, a story, people tend to watch it more and be okay with it. Yeah which I, I thought was pretty interesting because I'm, I'm fine with watching that kind of stuff a lot of times. And it's kind of weird because I think people, if they just pay attention just a little bit and, and maybe especially, especially with experimental films, it's some, it's intentionally something that you're not used to seeing. Mm -hmm. You used to see a blockbuster film and this is how it, the formula goes. And if oh, you yeah. break up the formula, people get like, well, that's, it's hard for them to digest, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that stuff is made to be uh, very digestible, right? <laughs> sure. I mean, that's just, yeah. I know I understand what's going on. I, I know what's going to happen in this movie. You know, there's going to be some explosions. We're going to have the same lines from the characters. We're going to have the same kinds of characters. And when that's not there, yeah. Yeah, what, what's going what, on? What's going on? <laughs> right, yeah. What's going on? Well, I knew Andy Warhol used to do with just film a sky with clouds passing and see how long people will take it. Yeah. And just see how long you're going to tolerate it and until the film runs out, see if you're going to still stay there or you're just going to leave. And, you know. Yeah. It, it gets sometimes experimental filmmaking is just see, just to get a reaction out of you, if it's positive or negative. So sometimes experimental filmmakers want you to gong it. Just leave, oh, yeah, yeah. Just gong it. Go ahead. God, that's why I made it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I wonder if anyone's ever done that yet. Intentionally I don't, want to get a negative. Right? Yeah. I know I've heard I've heard people talk about that, but yeah. I don't, I, I can't speak to whether or not someone has tried to do that yet. Intentionally. I don't know. Yeah. Right, because I, yeah. I think if Andy Kaufman was like alive, he would probably intentionally want to get conned. Yeah, he probably would. <laughs> he would, yeah. <laughs> he would just get up there and film him reading the, you know, the yeah, Red yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. I like it. it was it the Great Gatsby that he read? Something was that like, that he was famous for reading? Or the best of times? Were, yeah, the, yeah. He he read something <laughs> like. Yeah, he was at some. I remember seeing something where he was at. He was at a college or something, and they, he started reading that book, and then everyone started booing. He said, "All right, you want me to get off stage? You want me to leave? All right, I'll play this record for you instead." Yeah. And then he put a record on of him reading that book. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's pretty I, good. I, I, that's what I love is yeah. sometimes comedians want to make themselves laugh, and then you are the punchline, right? Sometimes the audience is yeah. kind of being your videos. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my next question, Terry, um, with screaming off screen, can you, if you're a musician and you have a music video, could you put it? Could you submit that? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. We've gotten a lot of those. Actually, a music video one last time, but they didn't have an original song, um, but they won. Okay. They All made right. the music video themselves. Well, that's that's a nice little avenue to, if you're a musician, if you want to... Oh, yeah. To, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. One one band really took advantage of it a couple times ago, and they submitted two music videos, 
like two of them showed up to the uh, submittal process and one submitted one of theirs and then another submitted another. And we didn't really know that's what was going on. I think they're called the Arias or the Arias. I don't know how you say it, but yeah. So they had two music videos and um, they weren't back to back, but that was kind of funny. But I like that was their own music, though. Yeah, but I like that avenue of you guys promoting this. It's it's a film. Oh yeah, have to be a narrative, a documentary. If you had a music video, that's something that you it fits your criteria. That's on film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's a lot you can do with it. Yeah, you know that I think um, the more people who know about this, I think we'll probably start getting more people who who use this in more creative ways and like make things specifically for this. You know. Is there, you know, there's a maximum requirement of 15 minutes. Is there a minimum requirement or could you just submit them something that's five seconds long or? Is there's it- no minimum requirement right now. Okay. So we might, we might eventually do that, but it hasn't really been a problem. You know, the gong comes up or the, the light illuminates the gong at the three minute mark. So if you're under three minutes, you don't face the gong, okay. which is something else that we've, we've thought about changing. Okay. Based well, on the length of films. But that's another thing I was thinking about is you, this is something that's almost entirely brand new, even though you've been doing it just for like a year. But there's like a lot of things you think about of modifications. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. The stuff that's going on. And now that you guys are probably looks like next year, just going to do the first Friday of every month that now you, people understand that, OK, my deadline and stuff. So they got a little more of a clarity of when you can submit stuff and everything. It's nice to have that kind of front. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever think about doing your own movie? For this? Well, just in general. Oh, in general? Uh, yeah. I've made little, I mean, I, I've made little videos here and there. I've never made, I think, what people think of as a short film. Okay. You know, I've never gotten too intense. Like, I've never really had a crew or, you know, it's been pretty small time. And that's something you don't need. You can submit. No, yeah, you can, you can do anything you want. I mean, I'd, I'd love to submit this. If I wasn't putting this on, I would submit stuff probably most months. Okay. I think I would. Yeah. Um, and then with you, Natalie, uh, how, is it just a general love of just movies or just you want an avenue to support other artists? What, what I think it's cool just to have an avenue to support other artists. And like I said, I've always made little videos and posted them on my YouTube channel. Um, so it's cool to see what other people are doing, you know, whether it's little videos um or it's uh, more produced films if you want to call them that um or you know anything in between or whatever whatever it can be it's just it's just interesting to see what people are doing here locally you know because i think it's easy to just forget that there are people doing creative things i you know i, I wholeheartedly all around agree. you yeah you know i absolutely agree like i think we've probably at this point we've probably well, we've definitely exposed people to um local filmmakers artists that no one had a clue that they were doing things you know yeah like there's tons of just stuff that's gone on where it's like oh wow that's going on here you know yeah that happened one of the um medias that i've been exploring is audiobooks would that fit a requirement to, to be shown and screaming off screen like an audiobook that's on youtube of somebody like voiceover acting a comic book or something like that would that oh would that like could you submit that yeah like fit a requirement to be submitted on screaming off screen like an audiobook or something like that i think so yeah why not okay i liked it yeah i like the whole expanse of just 
Yeah. It's kind of like it would just be you you reading an audiobook or somebody reading an audiobook well, and, and then like a comic book paging. Yeah, I mean, well when we were kids you would um, you would get it you the comic books have been on record and you put it on record and mm. you can read the comic books and the, the sound effects, the voiceovers oh, and wow. as you read you play the record and you read the comic book you get the whole feel like almost like in a movie. Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. And people have done that on YouTube where they yeah. comic books they just shoot a page and people are saying the lines oh, sure. and they get the sound effects and yeah. I was just asking maybe that that fits the criteria to put submit that on screaming off screen too. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to submit that? I'm thinking about doing one. Okay, yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of cool because I am a comic book artist and I do have comic books, oh, but cool. I've never, I've never done the audio book of it. And okay, which is another avenue people do promote their comic books as well. Yeah, visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. What do you, <laughs> you do? You do your own comic book then? Yeah, I have my own comic book out now, uh, and I've been going to comic cons. It's called The Green Way. Yeah. Okay. So the first two books, are, it's three books. First two books are out now. Okay. And hopefully the third one will be done by the beginning of next year. So yeah, it's just got to sit down and draw it and finish it, and just like movies, you got to finish it. Then it's pre-production, production, yeah. and post-production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got to go out and promote it, like submit it to you, you guys's, and advertise and let everybody in the world know that's out there yeah 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 that's tough <laughs> do you have a publisher or something i do it myself so okay so it's all independent all so you're going to go around to places that sell comic books and say hey do you want to carry this um or is I it like an online thing or what are you going to do i don't have a barcode for it okay so i can't put it in stores on okay the shelf okay i have a barcode yeah um self-publishers have to think about that when they do their own book they're yeah. going to have a barcode to, to drop it up in stores to yep. sell it I don't, so um, I have to do it all by myself retail-wise. So if mm. somebody's interested in buying it, they can email me. Sure. They email the show, or they can come see me in person. Yeah. And they listen to the show, and they show they can find me where I'm at. Sure. Um, there's a website called IndiePlanet.us where I sell it on a website, which I'm not part of. Okay. And they can order it there, hard copy or just digital, which I think will be less than five dollars. And there, it's on your phone. Oh, cool! Yeah, wow. Which is that's another which, which I think comic book artists should look at is audio booking their comic books because yeah. I think books in general, it's not it's not it's probably going to go away eventually. I think which is probably unfortunate, right? Yeah, I mean, don't you think so? I do. I like the experience of buying. It must, buying a book yeah having it it's nice especially with comic books yeah right i mean it's more about that it's not like it's just an audiobook where it's words and it's you know on your phone it, it's like there's actual pictures and there's a visual aspect to it and turning the pages yeah it's a different uh yeah that's sad well i do, I, I always tell people my, my guests that i really don't differentiate what the difference between a comic book and a movie is um, a comic book is pretty much a movie in your hands sure yeah you're just you're reading it it mm -hmm. just don't have the sound yeah yeah and a movie is just a comic book without the pages right i think that's yeah. why comic books translate so well to movies and a lot of people that's why a lot of people get their comic books into movies is because people when you pitch your idea mm. what's it going to look like well it's going to look like this here's my yeah book. you got a screenplay kind of a yeah. little bit. I think but. that's why how Robert Rodriguez got Sin City made so easily in money because oh. he's like, people are like, well, what's it going to look like? Well, here's Frank Miller's book. We're going to go exactly like this. Oh, cool. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think they shot a demo for Sin City. So I think they did a demo with the Josh Hartnett scene in it. 
Okay. And they just went around to famous actors and go, do you want to be a part of this movie? This is what it's going to look like. Oh, cool. Nobody said no. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was so weird and so bizarre. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 And that that definitely, yeah, I mean, it has has that look, you know. It has a very signature look. And you know it when you see it. Yeah. You know, on TV and... The weird thing is, is um, for the to make that movie, Robert Rodriguez had to give up his union card, the director's union card, because the title of the movie would be Frank Miller's Sin City. Okay. And the union said, no, you're making the movie. It's going to be Frank, Sin City directed by Robert Rodriguez. Sure. But Robert wanted to give full credit to Frank because it's his story. Yeah. So he gave up his union card just so he could say Frank Miller's Sin City on there. Oh, wow. So it's one of those battles where if you're union and stuff like that because they really want you to get full credit and yeah. Robert Rodriguez wanted to give all the credit to Frank Miller to do that. Hmm. Which is well, that's nice. It is kind of nice. Is Frank still alive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He. I don't think he never changed really. <laughs> he okay. Still looks. He still looks crusty as hell, right? Okay. Yeah. Wow. And he did that movie. Um, uh, not something city. Uh, I can't remember the who name. did it. Uh, Frank, Frank Miller actually directed his own movie. Oh, okay. About based on like one of his stories, I assume. Uh, or gosh, I can't remember what if I can't remember what the movie is, but it has that very it has Samuel Jackson in it and stuff like that. I'm sure my, my audience is just screaming, um, "The Spirit!" That's what it was. The Spirit. And he he directed the movie The Spirit based on uh, another person's comic books. It's The Spirit. And okay. The movie kind of didn't really. People didn't know about the the comic book, and it kind of bombed. But oh no! The look of it looks really fantastic. Oh, cool! But it just didn't. I think people who like film they don't understand it. It's a, based on a comic book, didn't really like it as much. Yeah, there are some parts where it just kind of slags off a little bit. Oh no! But um, but the whole he did all the storyboards for it, so I think that's why he got a lot of artists and people and actors on board because he drew all the storyboards and said, "This is what the movie's going to look like." and it's just another way of people, I think, when they present movies, I think it's, and especially if you're a visual dominant person, mm. they would like to see how it looks like first before anything. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's all about the pitch, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I like yeah. the surprise element, too, because if you go to screaming off screen, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. You really don't. And you don't know, it's a little bit of more anticipation, which I think is refreshing because a lot of times people go to the movies, they have a little understanding what they're going to see. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At ours, you don't really know what's going to happen, which, yeah, there's definitely excitement there, you know. And if, if, uh, if you don't like something or, you know, regardless, it doesn't matter if you like it or not, but there's always something else coming next, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, it's that excitement of, oh, what's next? <laughs> you know, it's always just moving on to the next thing and what that's going to bring, which, yeah, it's an exciting, it's an exciting environment in there. It's fun. I, well, I, you guys were interviewed for City Pages. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I just love the reviews of people. It's like, this is the most fun experience I've had going to the movie theater. This is a lot more, the anticipation was, I didn't know what I was getting into, and this is a lot more fun. And you're getting, you're actually getting, um, renewed audiences, people are yeah. coming back and back and back. Yeah, definitely. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how many people are uh, coming every time, but I know of like at least two or three who pretty much come every time. I think who have Wonderful. been to like every one. So I'm sure there are more. Wonderful. But yeah, that's it's it's cool that um, people are coming out and there are fans forming. You know, like a fan base. 
That's nice, right? Which, yeah. So hopefully we can we can keep it going and and uh, people keep showing up. I like that. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm interested to see what happens uh, doing it for a year every month. I think some interesting things will happen. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that will be, but, but I think some interesting things will happen. <laughs> I think some interesting things will change, and I think, yeah, it'll really kind of come into what it could be if it's continued for, you know, years. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like uh, the famous director, uh, John Waters, you know. Oh, yeah, I know of John. Yeah. I want you to I want you to just, you know, surprise me, too. Even when he was making a movie, he tells yeah. even the people he worked for, surprise me. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be, <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to come and be disgusted, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Terry, we're going to take a little break, and we'll talk a little bit more of Screaming Off Screen and a little bit about you as well. So hang out right back. Sounds good. From the galactic depths of the comic book universe comes the ghosts of the stratosphere, ready to galvanize and energize your mind with the latest of comic book news and reviews. And why why are you stopping me? Yes, that's much better. Hi, this is Andy Larson for Ghosts of the Stratosphere. Join me every week along with my co-hosts Rob Stewart and Chad Smith as well as a cavalcade of fantastic comic book guests as we dish out heaping helpings of the greatest and latest of comic book news and reviews. New shows posted every Tuesday with bonus shows every first Friday of the month. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher under Ghosts of the Stratosphere as well as on our website www.gotstratosphere.com Hope to see you soon, folks. All right, let's do it. We are back uh, with uh, Terry Summer. Uh, he's one of the people that runs Screaming Off Scream. Um, and we're getting a little bit about uh, yourself because you do music as well. Yeah, I do music as well, yeah. Is there any any instrument that you don't play? Um, yeah, I'd say there's a lot of instruments I but don't play. Per- I don't play the harp. Um, <laughs> I don't play the flute. I have a didgeridoo in studio. Have you ever tried those? Oh, nice. I, uh, yeah, I think I've I've blown into one. I don't remember where, but it's, it's I've weird. tried it. It's weirdly weird how to yeah. do it because if you play a didgeridoo, you got to like flap your lips. Yeah. You got to go, and then it makes that noise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of interesting. The noise is coming from your lips doing that. So how long have you been doing, like, have you always been doing music in your life? Yeah, in some way, most of the time, yeah. Like in high school, I played in a, a band that did covers. We wrote a few originals. But that's how you get started. But, yeah. Covers, right? Yeah. You talked about how somebody submitted a music video and they did covers. But that you that's how well, you... Well, yeah, that one, the one who won last time actually did... They submitted like a comical music video from uh, some song. Um, I don't remember the song, but um, yeah, it, it was sort of a comedic take on the song, you know. Um, but somebody, people, people have submitted original music videos with original songs too. I, I, I'm talking about covers. I was just watching an episode of, uh, Stephen Colbert, Paul McCartney was on it and he talked about oh, an episode yeah. of, they released Abbey Road 
And he said they, re- they released it on, he's talking about how they released it on a Friday because teenagers shop on the weekend, which is smart. So everybody's going sure. to go shopping on the weekend. Yeah. And he goes, released on a Friday. And then everybody got an invitation. Jimi Hendrix sent an invitation to all the proficient band members in England, like the Beatles and yeah. um, Eric Clapton, everybody in the Yardbirds and um, Pink Floyd, like David Gilmore got an invite. So they all went to see Jimi Hendrix and the show was on Monday. Okay. And he goes, the first song he played was Sgt. Pepper on guitar. Oh. He learned it. He goes, we didn't send him to music. We, it came out Friday. Yeah. He learned how to play it by the weekend. And the first song he played, it used a whammy bar to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's showing off to everybody, including yeah. those guys, how good he is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But they're all laughing because if you use a whammy, your guitar goes out of tune, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Who's going to go up there and do and so after impressing all of them, playing Sgt. Pepper and guitar and singing everything, he has the gall to, is Eric Clapton out there to come up and tune my guitar? <laughs> and I think um, Eric has some choice words for him, you know, you bleeping, I'm not going up there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I think we talk about covers. I think even if you're original artist, you have to think about some covers as as music wise what you want to cover because that gives an inkling of where you're coming from, who, what bands you like, and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, I agree. Yeah. Covers are important. Do you, you can st- learn a lot. Do you still what kind of good guitar do you use? Um. Well, I have a few. I have a Gretsch Electromatic. All right. Like hollow body, and I just got a mini Squire Strat that I'm going to try to play most of the time. Okay. Um, and then I play acoustic guitars too. Nobody ever says Ibanez. Yeah, I guess not. I don't think, yeah, I've never had an Ibanez guitar. I think the only band I never saw anybody use an Ibanez was ACDC. I think it's kind of a. I don't think I've ever seen anybody really use an Ibanez or say that's ACDC. Who used an Ibanez in ACDC? I think Malcolm did. No, I think Malcolm used a Gretsch. He used a Gretsch? He used a Gretsch, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, I was really into ACDC when I was younger. Like, really into ACDC. You have all of their CDs? Oh, no, I don't have all their... Well, yeah, I mean, at one time or another, I had access to all their CDs, yeah, because my dad had all the CDs. That's tough. That's like a, that's whole hard. If you got all of them, there's like 40 of them. Yeah. Well, my dad has a lot of CDs, so okay. tons. He has most CDs, but, really? um, uh, yeah, I was really into ACDC. I got, I remember getting that family jewels two disc set Right. when I was like in my teens, I think that came out and I got it and yeah, I liked watching those performances, those old TV performances and that was kind of fun. Do you ever, you ever go back and listen to uh, or read the original reviews of ACDC, like in the early 70s of their, like the Rolling Stones and how they just got trashed? <laughs> no, I never have. You got it all. They just, nobody gave them a nice review. And I think it helped them. It probably did. Yeah. Because everybody's like, this is absolute yeah. garbage. There's no bells and whistles to it. It's yeah. just, all it is is just amps, guitars, and drums. It's like, yeah, because they're rock and roll, right? <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think they. I think they made some pretty good songs. Yeah. Call it what you want, but they made some pretty uh, memorable riffs, pretty memorable melodies. Um, I do like that. It's I, rock. I do. It's it's a fascinating how much of a spectrum they could do with such simple. Oh yeah. Instrument. Yeah. yeah, and there are definitely things that sound similar. Yeah. Which is inevitable with the the same people, and yeah, that same simple setup. 
but if you listen to everything they've done, there are some things that are uh, sort of a departure from what you think of when you think of ACDC. Yeah. You know, there's a song that I really like called Can I Sit Next to You, Girl? From that, High Voltage. Yeah. 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 I think it, yeah. Is it on High Voltage? I don't even know anymore. I think it is, though. Yeah. You know that so. song? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it does like, a, I think it's called like a circle of fifths sort of majory run. Like right. throughout the song, that's something that happens. And it's kind of interesting. It's like, oh, this doesn't really sound like ACDC. But it's still got the blues thing. Right. Right. But, I think people, I've seen them twice, but people get more excited when they don't play their big hits because I think they have such a huge following and it's like, oh my God, they're going to play that song. I've heard, I've never, you're right. Yeah. It's probably, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Most people think of Back back in Black, I think, when they think of ACDC, right? right? I mean, stuff on that album, mostly, especially Back to Black, or Back in Black, sorry, not Back to Black, yeah. Back in Black. I think the biggest applause ever got was when they started playing problem child and people were like oh my god they're gonna play that and that's a massive hit on dirty deeds yeah and you, you know because you expect them to just do the whole all their home runs mm-hmm. but the nice nice enough when they were play they would drop a little bit of stuff that didn't get all the radio play yeah 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 but i there's one of the few bands i think can do massive arenas and do the small little corner bar too and sound just the same. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and this the singing too, I think is is also very um just very unique and very uh you know, you know it's ACDC when you hear the style of singing that Bon Scott and Brian Johnson do. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that Brian Johnson came in and and he tried to emulate Bon Scott, I feel like. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, would you does. agree? I feel like he tried to. He's yeah. got a lower voice, so he doesn't little, sound little, like Bon Scott. Yeah, but yeah. it's the same kind of just shrieking. Um, but for the record, I definitely prefer Bon Scott, ACDC. Yeah. I think he had a better voice, and yeah. um, I just yeah, I liked his style. He's funny to watch live. I don't know if you've seen him like it's a little clownish live, isn't it? but he's funny. He does some funny stuff. He's entertaining. Brian always looks like the bouncer. Brian's like a tough guy. Yeah, yeah. like like the bouncer, the bar, they're going to scream at Yeah, him. yeah. And bon, bon Scott looks like the guy who's going to jump on the bar and start yeah. throwing his mic around it. <laughs> yeah, he's got some wild eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't know what he's going to do next. I know, I remember the first time Angus and Malcolm talked about their audition for a singer, and Bon Scott drove in for the audition with no shirt on a motorcycle, driving in with this, and his teeth are missing. He just got no, into sure. a fight from last night's bar. Yeah, that like, makes sense. And I think before even they're saying it, like they're like, "That's the guy." That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, do you still listen to records, or do you, I mean, do you still do music? Are you in a band? Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a band right now. It's called Summer Carols. It's sort of been fledgling for the last, you know, uh, three, four years, I would say. Well, like, we've on and off. How many people are in the band? Right now, that's a little confusing. I'd say probably three to five. Yeah. Usually th- at least three. Core. There's a core three. I don't think people understand if they never did a band stuff. It's really hard. It's Yeah, it's tough. As Yeah, I mean, especially to keep something going for years and years. Right. I mean... You know, and I, I wouldn't even say we've kept it going for years and years. We've kept it going for a few months within a few years, you well, know. Th- not but only do I have to fit a schedule where everybody can get together. That's the thing, yeah. 
But not only yeah. that, you have to have fit, not only fit a schedule where everybody can get together to play music. But oh yeah, get five or three people to agree on one thing. Yeah, yeah, that can be tough. <laughs> that can be tough. Too, yeah, right? that can be tough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you still are you still writing music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still doing stuff. I also do some uh, some recording with another guy, um, and we make more like electronic sounding music. I would say more pop. Okay. Electronic, um, usually not real drums. Um, so it's a different kind of thing. But when you I don't do need, that. well, if you do that, you don't need the metronome. The, oh, the, wait, did you say metronome or metronome? Metronome. Oh, okay, metronome. okay, okay. Did I okay. say metronome? Yeah, metronome. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's some other opportunities when you don't use a person drumming, if you use synthesized drums, that there's other avenues that you can explore. Oh, yeah. That. Well, you can just line it up. Yeah. On the on the grid, you know, well, it, everything's perfectly in time. Def Leppard, I don't think ever they always use synthet- electronic drums. I don't think they ever had a very original drum set. Is that right? I think that a lot of times they had just computerized drums in, in their music. In like the recordings, yeah, yeah, possibly. I from what I know of them, um, what I know of them is pretty much all peripheral knowledge. Things I've seen on TV specials. Um, I've probably read about them here and there, but I think they ha- they're the ones who are famous for having the drummer with the one arm, right? Yeah. So like That's a freak accident. Yeah, like he got in a car crash and he has one arm. So I don't yeah, to what extent he played. I feel like he did play, but he definitely had like electronic drums. I think he was hitting them though. I don't know if they had like a drum machine per se. I don't know if that's what you're talking about though. I think they had a little bit for a couple of tracks. They had a drum machine involved. Yeah. And then maybe he drummed along or something. Yeah. I don't know. Which is an easy way to keep uh, tempo. It does keep tempo. That's convenient. You, it does keep your tempo and then the other avenues that you could do like overlay tracks of guitars and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I think music recording is probably the most toughest, difficult thing you could possibly do. In terms of just getting the right sound of what you want to project, because sometimes you could just do a, like a live recording and just hit record and just see how it sounds. Yeah, and it is what it is. Yeah. And a lot of times, those any any live album that comes out from somebody, often a lot of stuff is re-recorded. Yeah, that's what you got know? Kiss in trouble. Kiss live. There are some things, but oh yeah, it didn't pick up from the concert. That yeah, they just put it in the studio. So yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. A lot of times, of- live recordings are not totally live recordings <laughs> but, what yeah <laughs> but reality tv isn't uh, usually reality tv so right. sorry everybody <laughs> <laughs> so as as playing guitarist do you kind of fool around with the bass or no uh well no not like i've never i don't think i've really ever played live with the bass i've pretty much only played guitar live okay but in terms of recording yeah i've i've messed around with bass i've messed around with most things recording wise okay yeah do you ever use your lose your pick when you're playing live oh yeah sometimes yeah (laughs) yeah i always try to have one like in my pocket if that happens i remember a lot of my the musicians i play with will have like three of them in their mouth so they just <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just take you just drop one take the next, the next yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so, it happens so you, I, I what i say from you terry is you listen to a variety of music you don't just isolate yourself on just rock and roll you listen to a whole oh spectrum. no yeah i would say now i really don't listen to rock and roll that much that was yeah. more when i was uh, a teenager yeah and i had i had like a classic rock station that i listened to a lot too so i was exposed to that more yeah you know that's what people listen to where I'm from. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So uh, with the music and then the bouncing screaming off screen, what do you do on your free time? Um, yeah, I guess I I I do I do do recording music and I work some part time jobs. All right. Like acting is the most exciting one, like de-escalation acting. What's the, what, what, what does that mean? So I, I have no idea. Yeah, I work I work for uh, the Barbara Schneider Foundation, and we train police officers and medical professionals sometimes, and uh, other people who run into people who have mental illnesses. Um, basically, I act like a person in some kind of mental health crisis, okay. and then whoever's interacting with me has to de-escalate me verbally. Nice. Is the okay. idea. Yeah. So it's just to train them to look at situations differently, you know, to try and not elevate them, to try and uh, de-escalate them so that things don't have to get physical or violent. Yes. It's just an, uh, giving them another thing to think about, you know, which I think I, it's, it's important. It's how important get, work, you know. How did you get involved with that? Just my friend knew somebody at his old job who had done it and i said oh that sounds interesting i'd like to try that and then she said okay and she gave my friend the email of the woman who coordinates and schedules the actors well how do you how do you prepare for that they give you like a script or something yeah there's 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 a script there's like a scenario and you look at it and yeah like i'll i'll look up symptoms of you know this um this particular mental health um problem and i'll uh i'll watch some videos maybe okay of people who have that or whatever and then um a lot of it is just improv so there's a little it's what they give me is kind of how i react and there's a lot of you know just going from one thing to the next so there's a little more when you give you some kind of Almost like it sounds like an like outline of what they want to. It's kind of yeah. Here. Most scenarios are kind of like an outline. It's not too specific about. Okay, you make up a lot of the background story Wonderful. and. Yeah, so it's yeah. In my profession, uh, we constantly have to do crisis prevention programs and. Oh yeah, yeah, I like bet. That. So yeah, anything that it can help, because I think a lot of people think they have to match right the, the escalation. So I oh yeah, that. I think. Yeah, that's just natural for people, you know, because yeah. if, yeah, if someone else is getting loud, then usually the other person starts getting louder. Yeah. Right. And it, I think that's, that's something generally that, um, that's, a, that's a very basic thing that I think right, if people yeah. even did in their everyday lives, like thought about that, like if someone's getting loud or you're getting into some argument with somebody, if you just like kept it toned down on your end, a lot of times that's enough to just kind of make someone calm down a little bit. Without telling them to calm down, because of course you never want to do that. Well, I had a, I had a situation <laughs> where I had somebody come up to me, and it was just a, a situation, and they, and they just like, you just can go f off, yeah, and just with the most ferocious, aggressive stance, and I just like very calmly and just like, I don't think you're in a position to tell me what to do. And yeah, just, yeah, you can see him just drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will if you're if well you're just not my boss you know maybe my boss did told me <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah it sounds like it provides certain uh, tools for people yeah. that are in contact with the public and how to definitely yeah see the signs of what kind of distress they're in mm-hmm. and how to not really match the aggression but how you work around it circumnavigate it to bring it down to a down to level 
and all the encounters that you see. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good all-encompassing description. Yeah. yeah. So is it something that you're uh, passionate about? Because it's something that I kind of work with too on my, my day job because I work I volunteer with Special Olympics and I work with a lot of kids oh, that cool. have that kind of a um, situation. Yeah, programs. I think doing this, I've been doing it for I think about five years now. And I think in doing it, I think it's something I have become more passionate about and more aware of. Um, when I first started, it wasn't really on my mind that yeah, much. Yeah. But especially with everything that's been going on the last few years with police brutality and, and things. Um, yeah, I think it, it it's definitely something I've become at least like an advocate for in just talking to people. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not out there like really. I'm not out there individually going and talking to people, but I, I am doing it through a company in a way, you nice. know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I am part of, I am part of, um, hopefully, uh, the solution or, you know, one part of the solution, obviously this isn't the all encompassing solution, but it's just, another you know, I'm out there doing something yeah. to help, 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 help the people who are, who are dealing with these situations. So yeah, I, I it's good. It's work that I can feel good about, which is cool. No, oh, I yeah, think, definitely. I think a lot of, I think a lot of people, I mean, I, I don't even want to say that. I don't want to say a lot of people, but I think a lot of jobs, it's it's difficult to feel like you're um, making a difference, um, whatever that means. And it, it's hard to be fulfilled, maybe, is what I'm looking for. Yeah. And with, with the millennial generation, isn't it said that um, we need to feel like we're making a difference? Isn't that, have you heard that? Like Many with times, millennials, right, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in that generation. So I'd say for me, that's, that's probably true. I do feel like I need to, there needs to be something in work that I'm doing that nice, I, yeah. I, you know, that I feel fulfilled or something. So yeah, that job definitely does that. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, do you think you're ever going to make a movie by with yourself? You ever think you're going to get to that step? You're gonna make your own movie, or you just have just not the interest. No, I have I have interest in that. Okay. I've had a lot of ideas for uh, movies. I guess I, I'd like to, but the thing is, you know, you were talking earlier about how the hardest thing to do is is record music because you got to get the sounds and and everything. It, it is really hard, but I think the hardest thing to do in terms of um, like an artistic endeavor is making a film like a really good film or a good movie whatever you want to call it just because it's everything you know right it's the picture it's the sound um you have people that you're working with if you have actors yeah you got to like direct them you got to tell them what to do to to see your vision out um you got to have the lighting you got to have the locations the sets um like there's just so so many variables in that. Yeah, it's so hard. Usually, the smallest a film crew would probably get was about twenty. Yeah, yeah. Because there's twenty people and they're all making for what you see about ten minutes of film. Yeah, that's a lot of hours. Like there's yeah, there's just so many things that have to be coordinated, and um, yeah, that's pretty daunting. Yeah, like it's definitely in, in a sense, it's definitely probably a lot easier for uh, the Steven Spielbergs of the world to make a movie yep. because yeah. they do have the money and the resources. You know, it's kind of a funny, funny paradox. Yeah, like, it's hard because when you're 
of that caliber is really how how difficult to tell so you, no i don't think we should do it that way yeah 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 <laughs> maybe we can do it this way it's kind of it's hard that that barrier when you get so far up that it's, you know mm. hard how how are you going to tell him to make a movie right yeah 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 maybe we can do it this way this way yeah have you i'm screaming off screen have you got comedies have you had a comedy yet yeah like in the thing submitted, in the competition yeah. oh yeah of course yeah there's i'd say the majority of things submitted so far have probably been like comedy based okay most of them have and usually those are the most successful yeah well yeah. i think people want that yeah i think people want that i think they're searching for that even mm-hmm. if it's and i've had that argument people with writing and all that stuff and films and stuff like that that there has to be some increment of funny into it you know maybe if it's even even an action movie yeah even if it's yeah serious because yeah life life is funny right i mean that's kind of what every day is it's funny (laughs) like you can't you can't make a drama i don't think without or or like a realistic drama without having some comedy in it there has to be some little yeah i mean even it's even in star wars that yeah something a little Mm -hmm. bit silly you know yeah, of Han Solo. It's not my fault. It's yeah, not my fault. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's how we get through life. So I think comedy is something that's uh, really relatable to everybody right away. And a really you good know? comedy is hard because, like, you said, oh, yeah. movie making, you got to do all that. Make yep. sure everybody, if thirty or forty people are happy. Now make it funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Being funny is hard. I don't think it's it's tough because that's one of the criticisms when I make my comic book is what and I really really responded to was when he read it the person I gave it to that read it he goes it's not funny I go well it's not supposed to it's a serious yeah yeah, yeah. Goes, there's nothing in it that entertains me to make it make me laugh oh okay I yeah. want a little bit of a crumb that makes it just kind of like. I understand that they're, you know, like a little chuckle, like a gadget, like somebody's, you know, accidental or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of put it, I did put it in my script of, uh, you know, one, two, three, the joke line, one, two, three, here's a surprise. You know? Sure, sure. That comedy kind of works, you know, or you, you do the switch, you know. Yeah. You know, I shot my, I shot an elephant in my pajamas and how I got in my pajamas, I don't know. You know, that kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that joke's out. Yeah. So you got that stuff in here now. I think I peppered a little bit of comedy in it that I th- I'm happy with. Okay. Yeah. It's a play. Nice. I think people, in especially when you work dialogue, I think it, it's beneficial to have some kind of think about it a little bit of how can it be funny. Not the entire movie be mm-hmm. funny, but how could it be so a situation or a line or something can be funny that at least breaks the tension a little bit. Because every, everything has it. Mm-hmm. I think everything has a little bit of funny into it. Oh yeah, I, I do see. I've done. I've done seen. Like that's not right. I have seen movies that have zero comedy in it. That's serious drama. But even like the movie The Joker has something funny in it. And yeah, that could be depressing. Mm-hmm. That's heck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. If you saw, are you still able to see a lot of more because you're working out like with your banded everything and mm-hmm. screaming on screen are you able to go see a lot more still go see movies yeah I see, I see movies I usually like to see um older movies in theaters I think that's fun like I like to yeah. go in, go to the Heights Theater you know the Heights Theater right the Heights Theater in Minneapolis yeah oh, the Heights, it's Columbia Heights I Columbia think it's Heights considered Heights, yeah. yep. um, it's really if I like you that don't place. live in Minnesota if you, if you want to check it out mm-hmm. it's really like an old fashioned movie theater yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it definitely curtains is. and it looks that 
yeah 30th deco decorator yeah yeah and they have that Wurlitzer organ yes and it does have before the, the uh before the uh the old they, they do like special screenings pretty often of yeah. older movies usually like 30s to like 70s movies yeah usually 60s i think actually but um on those nights they'll have someone come in and play the Wurlitzer like a half hour before the movie starts it's, oh yeah that's kind of fun the, the um what's it called the uh before the movie starts the the intro not the intro but the overture oh yeah the if overture a movie, if a movie has a if, it, if it has an overture yeah mm-hmm. yeah they did we uh he just kind of plays i think they have a few maybe two two players who come in but they just kind of play old popular songs yeah like i know there's there's I've, I've heard a beatles song once in like over the rainbow and somewhere over the rainbow i mean but yeah no it's it's a good theater i watched lawrence of arabia there for the first time this last summer that was they a, showed that and they have an overture in it does in the first part of that so they played that too i think before. that has an intermission doesn't it yep it does it's an old that's an old-fashioned but it has an overture and an yeah. intermission right you don't yeah, yeah, those yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and i would i would strongly recommend if people love movies if you haven't seen lawrence arabia uh, in the theater yeah i don't think you have ever really seen the movie it's massively impressive to see the landscape and oh the scope yeah of it. it's very cool yeah the scope of it it's just it demands you to go see it in the theater yeah 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 you gotta yeah you gotta go see it if you haven't that's kind of how i felt that's why i went to it well terry i have to say thanks for coming man yeah no problem this thanks for having fun. me yeah yeah, yeah yeah i hope it was a lot of fun <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hopefully my <laughs> hopefully my monotone voice uh, uh, kept it fun. I didn't intentionally want to do an ASMR podcast, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should label it that way. Get some get some more listens. That's a that's a challenge. We should do an ASMR f- and see if it doesn't get screamed off. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Challenge and see yeah. if it doesn't get. Yeah, I bet it would. But um, you should try. If you have it. An amped up audience that doesn't want to be put to sleep. Yeah, they probably want to. Mm-hmm. Don't want to just right. That's a nice little challenge, right? Yeah. All right. Well, Terry, uh, Terry Summer, uh, screaming off scream. Um, next year it will be every Friday, first Friday of the month. That's right. Um, the next one is November first. I will be there. Cool. Um, and you have to, if you're interested in submitting, and like we said, you have to be in person to submit it. So far, so yep, yep. Make the trip to Minneapolis and come. Uh, before we end where how do you submit it again okay so for the november 1st competition we are accepting submissions on october 30th uh starting at 7 p.m turtle bread on chicago avenue okay in minneapolis and that's so that's usually the place yeah that's the place that's where we've done um everyone so far so show up there uh with your film on a flash drive and we will put it on our external hard drive, and then we will play your film. How do they find you on Turtle? You just you just stand in front of the door. Or yeah, we just table we or? just walk in, and then we sit somewhere, and people line up. So really? if you are going to come, yeah, I mean, I would recommend coming early. Yes, good. So you can get in line. All right. So all right. Yeah. 
All right, Terry. Well, thanks for coming again. And I'm really excited for the success for Screaming Off Screen. I think you guys are doing wonderful things. Cool. Especially for the experimental filmmakers. There's not a lot of avenues for them to demonstrate. I mean, obviously, you can get on YouTube and Vimeo, but mm-hmm. something like this that you can actually get a different audience perspective. Oh, yeah. It's a nice avenue for them. Oh, yeah. It's so nice to just have, have an actual live audience watch your stuff and for yeah. you to see how they react. I think that's very valuable for people making things. Because I don't think that often happens for for people at a at a um, on a smaller scale, you know. All right, Terry. Uh, it's not over till the guest says it's over. Unfortunately, it's over. 